This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. It's Thursday, so we're looking ahead to the weekend. But this time, we're not rounding up food news. Instead, we've got one of our favorite guests on to explain why this weekend is Denver's comedy Christmas. Plus, stick around for an interview with our sponsor, the organizer of a brand new mural festival coming to Rhino later this month. Today is Thursday, September 21st. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Producer Paul Caroli. Hello. Hey, good morning, Bree. And joining us this Thursday is one of our favorite returning guests, stand-up comedian and co-chair of the Denver American Indian Commission, Joshua Emerson. Hello. Hi. Good morning, Brie. Good morning, Paul. How y'all doing this morning? Yeah, good morning to you. It's it's nice to see you. Although this is the first time I think we've done this remotely with you. Are, yeah. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm at the Denver Zoo, all right? Don't tell my boss, okay? <laughs> I was kind of wondering. I was like, are you in the break room at the Denver Zoo? <laughs> I, I got it. I got it all located. All right. We're all above board here. But uh, yeah, if you see mm-hmm. me on uh, on Wednesday, uh, I am in fact at the Denver Zoo. Okay. See our baby orangutan. It's a great day to come to the zoo. Nobody's oh, here right now. Orangutan. I love it. Well, we're not talking to you about the zoo. We're actually talking to you about one of your other 500 jobs, maybe your passion, <laughs> your your talent, the thing that you really pour your heart and soul into, which is um, comedy. And it's the 10th anniversary of the High Plains Comedy Festival this weekend. You're performing. Joshua, what does it mean to you? Oh, it's Denver Comedy Christmas. And by that, it, it's just the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, there is comedy this entire weekend, but It's the best of Denver local comedy and then some of the best comedians from all around the country who have developed personal relationships with the Denver comedy scene coming and celebrating with us. Uh, It's a wonderful event where, where, where you actually get to see like talent, like the actual talent of comedy, people doing material that's that's that that like I don't want to say groundbreaking, but it's 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 like where people uh, try their really interesting stuff it's, it's where people show out it's where people okay. are looking to to sort of push uh, what they uh have been doing like in clubs and 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 we get to see it here in, in denver it's one of the best comedy festivals in the country it's invite only uh, if you're a local you have to be invited by uh by the high plains you, you know board to, to to perform uh you can't apply for it if you're out of state you just have to develop these relationships organically so they've been able to create something uh nice and beautiful and it's my first year was last year and it was amazing this is my second year and i can't wait i took i took time off for this i am so excited uh and it starts on friday so looking forward i can to tell it. i can hear it in your voice i love it 
<laughs> yeah, me excited. Yeah. yeah, you can hear the boyish, like, like just, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing five festivals in five weeks, and this is the one I was looking forward to the most. I want to ask you about those other ones in a minute, but you said something that I think is really interesting, which is like, A, this is like a highly curated festival and that like this is sort of the best of the best. This is folks that look and watch and perform in comedy all year round are really watching for what's happening around the country. But um, also, do you think that folks really bring their best material? Because this is also sort of a discerning audience. This isn't just like the two drink minimum comedy show your friend dragged you to. Folks that come to this festival are comedy connoisseurs yeah uh it's there's comedy connoisseurs and also a lot of comedians are going to be watching and so that's why i think people bring their best best stuff is because you uh, all the lineups are stacked in a way where it's not that you're competing against each other but you are pushing each other to put out the best set that you have because someone's going to crush right in front of you you don't want to get buried so you're going to put your best set out there as well and that's sort of how these shows go um, it's a totally different atmosphere just because it just feels uh, it feels more like jazz than any other comedy show where people are sort of pushing each other and improving off of each other and really trying to to be as funny and as possible and try to make the, the audience as loud as possible. So. You know, you've been in a, a room where someone crushes it and then someone comes up behind them and just totally bombs and it's like the air gets sucked out. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, these, these shows are like, you can feel the energy. It's like charge. It feels like electricity. It feels like right before like uh, lightning strikes that, that sort of idea of like the hair is all staticky and going up on end. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Cause you're at these vendors are all in Baker. They're all in Sobo, uh, you know, high dive, uh, the Bobcat room, chaos bloom. They're nice tight rooms. Uh, and so you can, it's like, intimate. See intimate and powerful um it's uh, i i mean i'll say this to, to my grave comedy is one of the most ancient things because it's sort of how we react to trauma and how we we're able to take something things that have hurt us or made us you know cry and make a whole bunch of people laugh with it and this it's this ancient thing that this is one of the best examples where you're going to be able to see a whole bunch of people that are very good at it, that do it in totally different ways. Uh, and you can be able to see a whole bunch of people. I, I can even throw some names. Like you go watch Billy Wayne Davis this weekend. Um, he's out of Nashville. Uh, he's been doing it, you know, two decades. And he is has such a singular way to be funny. And nobody else does it like him. And he's so unique. Uh, and... And hilarious. So, Joshua, I've I follow you on social media. You have been kind of all over. The, you're bouncing around the country to all these different festivals, and I wonder, uh, for someone who's who's based here in in Colorado, is High Plains a big deal to folks who aren't from here? Like, what's our reputation outside the city? Um, it, it's a big deal to everybody that that knows about it, uh, and the people that don't know about it. Like they know senior comics in their scene that care about it. There's an awe around High Plains because it is invite only. Um, some of the best, uh, like New York is a great example. New York has a lot of respect for the Denver scene because so many New York comics have come out here and seen our lovely, we have very well-trained crowds, really good rooms that are developed. 
Um, and so they love coming out here because it's a way that they can sort of stack a weekend, get paid, and then go back to the city uh, to sort of do the clubs uh, back in New York City. Um, and some of the best New York comics continue to come out here to, to Denver. And so it has ambiance in like like the bigger scenes in L.A., in New York, Chicago. Um, they all know about High Plains. Uh, but it's it's it's. Like when you look at the national scene and the festivals, um, you have High Plains, you have 10,000 Laughs, you have Limestone, um, you, have, you have Laughing Skull down in Atlanta. That one is 50, 50 people get on, 1,000 people apply. Um, wow. And that's sort, it's sort of the, the course. The one that I was on this past week at Motor City Comedy Festival in Detroit, 400 people applied, uh, 30 people got on. And so that's like a 7% acceptance rate. So going back to the festival, I'm thinking about as a festival goer, as someone that's just like a lover of comedy, there's a lot to see. How do you, as a fest goer, how do you approach going to the festival? Like give folks some tips on like, how do you pick the best shows? (laughs) Well, the good news is, is they're all right next to each other. Um, and so there's, uh, if you have a fest pass, you can just jump in between shows. And uh, the first thing I would do is I just look at the schedule. There's some names on there that you're going to recognize, like Beth Stell and Chris uh, Jer- sure. uh, Jethard. Um, and so you might want to like highlight those ones. Um, uh, you could always come to my show uh, Friday, 6 p.m. <laughs> at Chaos Bloom, baby. Uh, come see me to host. Um, but I would just go ahead. Uh, I would just look at the schedule and and just see uh, which ones, like what time you want to sort of be be out there. And any show you pick is going to have a killer lineup. Um, there's a couple of ones I'd like to pick out, like Thick Skin on Saturday at 10 p.m. It's going to be one of the last shows of the festival, and it's a bucket show. And if you've ever been to Thick Skin, it's a Denver, the Denver themed show. Um, it's uh, it's fun. It's what, what's a so bucket it's show? Of, yeah, I never what's heard a of that. Bucket show. Oh yeah, a little bit of industry term, huh? It's, <laughs> it's, it's a bucket show is when you write your name and you put it in a bucket and then uh, people get drawn out of the bucket and then you have to go up when your name is drawn. Uh, and so it's it's like an opportunity for people uh, to get up on stage that you know may have not been invited into the festival. And so uh, there's gonna be a ton of comics there, and then if they're good, the the hosts are going to you know praise them and and sort of riff <laughs> off of what they're saying. And if they're bad, the hosts are gonna roast them and then riff <laughs> off. You know what I mean? So no matter what, there's like this. And the host it's Mike Stanley and Matt Cobos. And if you ever seen either of those guys, you know that the riffing is is really oh fun. my god. Matt Cobos is brutal and hilarious. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, the official CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. 
This episode is brought to you by the Denver Botanic Gardens. It's time for the 75th annual spring plant sale at the Denver Botanic Gardens. Mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, May 10th and 11th. Admission is free, but you must register in advance at botanicgardens.org. Registering my husband, Greg, right now for the plants I want him to pick out and plant in our yard for me. Shop from 15 different plant divisions, including annuals, house plants, herbs and veggies, and specialties like aquatics, container garden in a bag, and plants grown right at the gardens. The garden's horticulture staff will be on site to answer any and all plant questions you may have. This sale emphasizes water smart and native plants that are perfect for our semi-arid climate. They'll be great for a beautiful landscape that doesn't require a bunch of water. For more details, registration information, and a catalog of available plants, go to botanicgardens.org. That's botanicgardens.org. And we're back. Uh, We've got the CityCast Denver official maybe for your weekend, as in maybe you'll see us there, because as usual, there are so many cool things happening in Denver this weekend, but there's only one where you might see us. Uh, Paul has rounded up some picks for us, so... We'll see what Paul brings us. There's good stuff. And I guess this is stuff for like, if you're not, you know, things to do around the comedy shows. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the High Plains is the thing to do this weekend. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And there are tickets still available. Um, Anyway, so here's the stuff I picked up. It is a good mix. Uh, So number one, it's National Public Lands Day. Since 1994, the National Park Service opens up our national parks for free on the fourth Saturday of September. Uh, It's a very volunteering-oriented day as opposed to, like, July 4th when they open it for free and it's just, like, enjoy the national park. But this is, like, volunteer-oriented. So there's events at uh, the different national parks. Um, Here in Colorado, that's uh, the Black Canyon of the Gunnison, the Great Sand Dunes, Mesa Verde, and then the one that's probably most convenient, Rocky Mountain National Park. So you can, like, go and be a good person? I guess so. Like pick up trash? Wear the t-shirt. Wear the t-shirt, pick up some trash. I like it. Nothing wrong with that. Sounds great. Yeah, I, I love National Lands. It's it's one of the best things about being American, this sort of experience in it. Yeah, beautiful place. It's true. All right, so that's good. That's pretty good. Uh, let me hit you with number two, which is Coach Prime. Deion Sanders leads Heisman contender Shadur Sanders in the 19-ranked CU Buffs to Eugene to take on the 10th-ranked Oregon Ducks. It's the first big test for Deion Sanders and the Buffs. Game time, 1.30 p.m. I will say that midnight. We did get we did get Hulu Live just so that my husband can start. My husband's a bandwagon Coach Prime fan. So. Oh yeah, Greg's into it. Oh, he's way into he. He loves the positivity. He loves the energy. He just loves the flash of Coach Prime. So oh yeah, prime time, prime time. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. I feel like TCU was the first big test of the season. I don't. That's you might be right about that. I I feel like I don't know, but. Yeah, it's it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch him continue to win, because uh, uh, college football is not happy about it. And so it's fun to hear Boulder too. It's really funny to see Boulder as a football town. I feel like they don't know what to do. They're just excited that everybody's looking at them. <laughs> okay, gets a good one, Coach Prime. Um, all right, number three at the Red Line Gallery on Saturday oh, evening. Yes. Making our mark: an exploration of vandal futurism. Uh, the opening reception is 6 to 9 p.m. Saturday evening with curator Anthony Garcia Sr. 
Uh, and a quote from their description, this exhibition features local, national, and international artists who are leading contributors to the post-vandalism and graffiti futurism street art and mural movements. I Bree, am, what, are, what, are that, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm really excited about this. That's I think that's a great question that I think you're going to sort of have to interpret through this work. But Anthony's hmm. been a great um, artist in this realm of moving from the world of quote unquote illegal graffiti into sort of the legal world. And he still, I think, straddles those lines a little bit. His his art is inherently political, whether you realize it or not. We did a piece a couple months ago on um, a house that he had painted in Globeville, Valeria Swansea as sort of um, a recognition of the neighborhood, despite the fact that the city took this house from this family. I just think um, it's just his color is his color and his work is so vibrant and so beautiful. It's like hard to not love it. But when you look at it a little bit more, you can start to see this idea of this vandal futurism thing. And it's kind of a nice companion to Desert Rider, to be honest with you. It's hmm. another look at street art as um, a form of cultural communication and, pr- and protest and celebration. Yeah, and I love the red line. So in terms of like, I, I love specifically like how that space completely changes depending on what's in there and so yeah i'm just excited to sort of see what it looks like just in that space it is one of the best community like it's really focused on the community of artists around denver and you feel that when you come in but they also bring in international artists it's just very operated by the community in a way that i find really open and welcoming especially if you're sort of new to the art scene you've maybe are not comfortable in a gallery space Redline is the spot to go check out art and, and be with cool people. I mean, you might you could get you could introduce yourself to the curator, the artist Anthony Garcia. Anthony Senior. rules. He's, he he is, is a very cool dude. He's an he's an absolute sweetheart. He has a gruff exterior, but he's a lovely person. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right all right number four uh it's beer week here in denver uh great american <laughs> beer fest is happening for all those who are celebrating and recovering uh but Bree, this one is for you uh because this is the one beer event where the beer doesn't come first okay battle of the brewery bands at the crypt <laughs> 1618 East 17th Avenue, staff bands from True Brewing, Ratio Beer Works, Cerebral Brewing, and uh, Music City Hot Chicken. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know. Those are some really good breweries. Yeah, they're doing a battle of the bands, and it's like an industry party. So it's like uh, they're going to be having draft beers from all those places, which are great breweries. Um, But they're going to have, you know, they're kind of fun on the side of the really stressful, like big businessy networking event for them. And I feel and like if you're like a, if you're a music person who's not necessarily like a craft brew person, you happen to like beer. I think this is a good. This would be your. This would be your people. That's kind of what I was Musicians who are also involved in the craft brew scene, because all of those breweries, I, I would agree, are cool spots where I know a lot of musicians like work and hang out. So, totally. And a goth bar is so fun, you know. It's oh yeah, it's just, a goth bar. <laughs> yeah, so it's just to get out there, feel emo. Uh, yeah. Also, every week in Denver is Beer Week. Can I just say, like, there's no. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what we talk about here. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So we got National Public Lands Day on Saturday. We got the CU Buffs versus the Oregon Ducks Saturday. That's 1:30 p.m. Uh, I'll put a I'll link to um, a 5280 Magazine article with a bunch of uh, local college football bars actually in our show notes. If you if you're curious about that one. Number three was the post-vandalism and graffiti futurism show um, with uh, Anthony Garcia Sr. Saturday night at Redline. And then the Battle of the Brewery Bands at the Crypt. 
I mean, I'm going to be at the post-Vandal Futurism show for sure. For sure. There's also, I don't know. I know a lot of graffiti people and it's like a nice place to go hang out and hang out and see some some cool artists that I haven't talked to in a while. That's where I'm at. Paul, what about you? Are you the National um, Parks guy? I kind of I kind of like all of them. National Parks... That just might be a bit of a drive. I, I, I'm on the fence about whether or not I'm going to stick with Deion Sanders and CU because I realized last weekend that two football games in a weekend is like a lot of time Ugh. to give up. So I didn't realize what kind of a commitment I was making when I decided to be a football fan. Yeah. And, no, um, thank you. Although Sanders is more interesting than the Broncos this year. So anyway, um, I think it's the art show for me, probably too. But I'd be—I could be convinced by the brewery band battle. That also sounds fun. Joshua, oh, skull buffs, baby. All right, they—I mean, their mascot <laughs> is a, a bison. Are like it's the most indigenous college football team in the country. I'm so excited. It's—it's it's like being a part of Linsanity, except that Linsanity's lasting, you know, three, four weeks now. So I'm excited to be a part of the story. This is. <laughs> They're going to make a documentary about this. Uh, and so I just want to see it live, you know? Oh, boy. Well, I I think you're outvoted, unfortunately, Joshua, since, <laughs> since Paul and I are both going to Redline. <laughs> yeah. You can watch, yeah. you can be the dad that watches his game on the phone while you're at the art gallery. <laughs> Hey, that's a good. That's a good kind of guy to be. That's a cool guy. I mean, I got the bot for it already. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Our CityCast Denver official, maybe for your weekend. Uh, but there's plenty more where that came from. Our uh, newsletter editor Peyton Garcia rounds up your best bets all week, all week long, five days a week. She's got events for you, especially uh, coming up on Fridays. We've got a massive list that comes out every week. Um, you can sign up for that at denver.citycast.fm. That's the Hey Denver newsletter. Paul, Joshua, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Bree. Thanks, Bree. And now please enjoy this sponsored interview with Allie Grimm, the organizer of a brand new mural festival called Denver Walls, which is splashing across Rhino from September 22nd to October 3rd. Allie Grimm, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you so much for having me. So Allie, I understand Rhino is getting a new mural festival this month. Tell me about Denver Walls. Yeah, Denver Walls is a new mural festival presented by Rhino Art District. We're bringing 17 walls with 18 artists all the way from Blake and Broadway up to CSU Spur Campus. And Allie, I know you're the organizer of the festival, but you're also a muralist yourself. What does it mean to you personally to be launching this? It honestly means a lot. I had been painting murals for like five years when I participated in DC Walls, which is the DC chapter of our festival. And it was an experience unlike anything I had ever had. A lot of the times when we're painting outdoors, we're painting in dirty alleys, we're interacting with, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. But to have a moment where you're so deeply cared for and you also get to create, that's something so special. And I'm really grateful to get to bring it here. I'm thinking about listeners who maybe have been to a mural fest here in Denver before. This is not the first. It's not even the first in Rhino. What makes Denver Walls special? Denver Walls is part of a global network called Worldwide Walls. We're the 25th city added to that roster. 
What makes us special is that extra care and love, not just for the artists, but also for the community. And so when I put the festival together, I wanted to really exemplify Colorado culture by bringing in a tech element and celebrating that we are the best of both worlds. You get the mountains on one side, but you also have all this innovation happening. So we have a blockchain element. We're going to put bronze plaques on all of our walls that you can just tap your phone onto them. And then you'll be able to earn rewards with us. We have augmented reality. We have projection mapping. Those little things are kind of what set us apart in addition to the really insane lineup that we have bringing artists in from places like South Africa, Spain, Austria, Germany, as well as all over the U.S. And of course, celebrating our local artists as well. Oh, the lineup we have to talk about. I mean, I, I saw Detour's name on there, Thomas Evans. I think listeners are going to know Detour from his now famous Nuggets mural. Who are you most excited about seeing? I have a couple favorites. Faith 47 is a South African artist. Her work is really elegant and beautiful and unique. I'm also really excited for George Baker, who is an Atlanta artist who is a ball of sunshine. All of his work is always this really joyful cartoon style. We have legends like Dolk and Nitro, Squidlicker, Greg Mike. But then we also get to celebrate our locals. Like you said, Detour is painting a 16,000 square foot parking deck at the Source Hotel. It's our largest project and Whoa. it meant so much to us to have a local get the biggest piece. Everything that we're painting is exceptionally beautiful and I'm so excited for it. Oh gosh, me too. I mean, a huge new detour mural in Denver. That I mean, that's a, that's an occasion. Oh yes. Ali, so I'm thinking about, there's probably also a lot of people out there who've never been to a mural festival before. I understand that there's opportunities to watch these world-class artists do their thing, but what else, what else can people expect? Our main events start on the 27th. We're hosting a workshop course at Green Spaces for creatives and entrepreneurs. On the 29th, we have a gallery show with Vantage Point, the largest street art podcast in the world. And James Below, who hosts it, is one of our incredible artists. And then on the 30th, we have kind of a street art fair where we've invited local artists to vend as well as local small businesses. We also have a really exciting paint battle called Secret Walls. Yeah, I was curious about that. What, what does that even mean? It's a three versus three artist paint battle with only black paint where the artists kind of have to just make things up as they go on the teams. It's 90 minutes. And then at the end, the crowd votes by cheering. They use a decibel reader. So it's really high energy. It's really fun. That event is at Yardbird on the 28th. Dang. Yeah, that sounds incredible. So Allie, for people who are now listening and are fully psyched to attend this thing, what do they need to know about Denver Walls? We really started this for the community. We wanted to create a central place where street art is celebrated again, where the small businesses that make Rhino so special get to be celebrated again. I myself moved to Denver six years ago because of that sense of collaboration and creation that always really exists within our communities. And that's really what we're excited to bring back. And the last thing I'll say is wear comfy shoes. Our walls are a little spread out, but we love nature, right? We love a good hike. So just be ready to explore. <laughs> Allie Grimm, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much. For more information on tickets and to get the whole festival schedule, check out denverwalls.com. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell High Plains headliner Mateo Lane about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. 
We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Sorry, there's a construction worker like right outside my window. (laughs) Should we grab him?